What's up, brand builders? Stephen Horahan here on the Brandmaster Podcast. And on this episode, I'm joined by Brandmaster Academy graduate, brand strategist, and experiential design expert Paula Murray from Supertonic Agency in Scotland. Now, Supertonic is a multi award winning design agency of experienced creators, brand builders, and community makers. Working with household name brands such as Pernod Ricard, Bombay Sapphire, and Martini, they integrate brand strategy and communications into the design of environments to create unique and memorable spaces for brand experiences. Now, I really enjoyed chatting with Paula, who came across Brandmaster Academy when looking to expand her agency services to focus more on strategy and brand thinking. And it really does shine a light on the fact that no matter what brand building vertical you come from, whether it's copywriting, marketing, identity design, or experiential design, all roads lead back to brand strategy and asking deeper questions to shape the right brand perceptions. If you want to learn how Paula and her team at Supersonic do this for big brand clients, then stick around for this episode of the Brandmaster Podcast. Now, before we dive into the episode, I want to take a second to show some appreciation. I appreciate every single one of our listeners, but I have a soft spot for listeners who share the love. A shout out from DanBrit75 from the UK who said this podcast is full of deep dive information all created from the experience and knowledge gathered by Stephen along his journey to become a brand master. The podcast follows his super comprehensive brand master course. If you follow along, you really will learn all the things brand related to get you well along to being a brand strategy pro. If you want to share the love and possibly get a shout out on the podcast, please take a couple of minutes to leave a review on your favorite platform. Welcome to the Brandmaster Podcast, show specialized in helping branding professionals and entrepreneurs to build brands using strategy, psychology, and creative thinking. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Brandmaster Podcast. And I'm absolutely privileged to have on the show with me today, Paula Murray from Supertonic in Scotland. Paula, thank you so much for taking the time to join us today. Stephen, thank you for having me. It's, yeah, it's a pleasure. Um, now, this is going to be uh, a, a very casual chat now. Um, Paula has uh, is a, a student of Brandmaster Academy. She uh, runs um, an agency on the east coast of Scotland between Edinburgh and Glasgow, and she works with some prestigious clients and we'll get into some of that in a little bit of of detail and how Paula is using strategy with those those clients and uh you know how she's bringing strategy into to their world and 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 using that on a day-to-day basis and trust me you will know some of these clients I was uh, I was super impressed by uh, the work that Supertonic uh were doing before we get into all of that, Paula, can you give us a bit of a background as to your journey in the creative space and how you arrived to where you are today working with these big clients? Yeah, certainly. Um, so I, I'm an interior designer, so I studied at the, um, the Glasgow School of Art. And I've been working um, as a designer now for nearly three decades. And I'd always been extremely interested in storytelling. And <clears throat> back in the day when I was kind of fresh out of the packet, um, young designer, I, I was drawn to sort of interpretive exhibition design for museums and galleries. And I loved it. Mm. You know, we were just, had an opportunity to kind of 
really work alongside teams who sometimes it was people's life's work mm. that we were interpreting and trying to make that accessible for a visitor to a museum or a gallery mm-hmm. or an exhibition. And so um, flip forward, I did that for, you know, 16, 17 years. Um, and that took me all around the world. So I a stint in China. I worked in Australia for three years. Um, I was out in Berlin for a while. And then I came back. I came back to my homeland, Scotland, um, around 2000. And it was really interesting because I suppose I was seen as a, a seamware designer in my field. And I joined a team who... Um, a terrific team and they did proper interior design not exhibitions is what I'd been doing and so that was my first uh, foray into really thinking about how a brand is put together mm. um, now because I'm an interior person I'm always going to come at it from the built environment first just because it's my first look mm. um, and so I think Seeing how that kind of shaped up and the team, they are very strong on the kind of on, on the brand side. They would develop brands on behalf of um, organizations. Um, so everything from 2D to 3D uh, environments. And um, yeah, that really piqued my interest. And I suppose I started at that point to move away from doing um, exhibitions, mm. move more into um, uh, uh, interior design um, for commercial spaces. And the thing that was interesting for me was I just felt at the time that I maybe skipped a number of the um, early building blocks. Mm-hmm. I'd found myself kind of, I landed in a kind of quite a senior post and whoa, I just felt like a complete imposter. And I remember at one point <laughs> going to Ross, my boss, and just saying, you know, I had a promotion and I was the creative director, one of a, a, um, a number of creative directors. And uh, I was like, Ross, can I just go back to being a designer? I was just, what rubbish at this? <laughs> and he was like, oh, you're just, you're being fine. You know, don't be daft. So mm. I carried on for a while. And, but I think you just know when it's, I, I was, Sunday's words, I was like, oh God, I'll go work again tomorrow. And that just was not like me. I'd never shown up like that. Mm-hmm. So I I just, it took me probably a year of going, oh, what am I going to do? And I, making the decision was much harder than actually just going, right, actually, I just need to leave. And I need to go and basically go back to really making sure that I understand the building blocks. Because if I am ever in the future, I have an opportunity to work with people, I want to be able to support them in a way that I felt I just wasn't able mm-hmm. to. Mm-hmm. So that journey then took me to, I just started working as a freelancer. Um, I worked under the name of Supertonic. So I set Supertonic up like 14, 15 years ago. Um, and really for all intents and purposes, I just a freelancer working within, you know, sort of stables, groups of people to deliver projects um, on behalf of clients and and that's been it's just been the most fascinating journey um, it's allowed me probably to go at the speed I can go at mm. I think that our confidence is in many ways 
is a direct driver of what someone is going to feel like they can or cannot do. Mm-hmm. And if there's one thing that I can probably holds most people back is just themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so that's absolutely. Yeah. So tell tell me about those fundamentals that you felt that you were missing out on because you found yourself obviously in this quite prestigious role guiding all of these cr- creatives on brand and obviously that had not been your route to the position that you held. Tell me about the, where you felt those fundamentals where and and uh, where did you pick them up along the way? Yeah, so I think when we're working with probably easiest to imagine working with a commercial client, often a founder, mm-hmm. so someone who's new to um, a space, um, they may have a very strong two dimensional presence, and it might be their first entry into creating a 3D built environment. Mm-hmm. And, and so I think I would say I'm, I'm quite, I've always been quite an intuitive person. Um, when it comes to design and I think I've found that unless I really was incredibly emotionally and on a values base connected with a client, I just had this gap that I just couldn't bridge. Mm-hmm. I wasn't able to unpack what I thought it was that I couldn't even ask. The, I didn't even know how to ask the questions. Mm-hmm. I didn't have the language to be able to unpack what is it that you, Mr. or Mrs. Client, see and feel and how do you think we can help that be translated? So I was doing it intuitively mm. and it was great when it was great, but when it it was clunky when I was, I just didn't, I didn't have the ability to be able to um, lead someone strategically through a pathway. Mm-hmm. And I, 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 I find that curious as well, because obviously you're having this experience from an environmental, um, physical design uh, perspective. Uh, a lot of the, the students of Brandmaster Academy have that exact same experience from, a, you know, a brand identity design perspective or a copywriting perspective or even a marketing perspective. They start ask, asking these questions you know that that pertains to the reason that they're doing what they're doing why is it that that we're doing what we're doing and finding the questions to ask the clients to unpack that was the real challenge because you know we're we're delving into the world of strategy here and we're not equipped to be able to do that without those foundational principles and and that's exactly what you're saying with your experience that that's what you found you 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 found that you were clunky in your approach. You didn't have the frameworks or, or the, the systems to be able to ask those questions. How did that evolve for you? So I, I teach, I teach interior design. Um, mm. and so each year, I guess it's between a kind of seven and 12 week block. And it's, I think when you start teaching something, it pushes you into a place where you've got no choice but to start to kind of really kind of break down into the smallest component form what it is that you're actually doing. And I think so I started doing that, it was a little bit of an accident, but I started doing that about seven years ago and 
that became a really interesting way for me to start to have to think about, well, what is it that I'm actually doing? Um, and where's my starting point? And it might be that I've got an intuitive. Where's the meat and the bones of that? Where's it coming from? So that, that's been a really interesting kind of place for me to, I suppose, for me to grow as a, an individual and gain a little bit more confidence around what I'm talking about. Um, and that mm. directly then starts to translate into clients um, because we're speaking the same language and those clients, they're interested, of course, they are going to ask the same questions and they're going to want to have that sort of, it's like breaking out of that kind of black box thinking. Mm-hmm. So back I remember sort of a designer might just disappear for, you know, a month and go, ta-da, what do you think? And I'm like, <laughs> how did you do that? And I'm, what if the client doesn't actually, if there's bits in that they're not kind of 100% on? And I think I became very aware that I wanted, to, I'm quite a systems process-led person and I I really wanted to be able to empower a client. I think much in the same way that you do, Stephen, with your, you know, you've got this fan base, you know, you're here to support us and and shine a light on all these different aspects of how we kind of do what we do. And I wanted to be able to give that ability to a client to be able to access this framework at any given point Mm-hmm. And for me to help them with the language of how we might be able to empower them to get more out of this journey. Mm. Um, yeah. So it was a very organic um, uh, journey that, that you went on to, uh, you know, to going back to the drawing board because you found these gaps and then uh, working with kind of smaller clients, you know, putting together your systems of asking the right questions that had some meaning behind it rather than just doing work and hoping for the best that they're going to to like it. And look, at the end of the day, that really is what the strategy is all about. It's about uh, asking the deep questions that, you know, in, in a lot of cases, only the clients have the answers to, or certainly the answers from their perspective, which will help to build the brand. Um, yeah. and, then, and then using their answers as the seeds to build the foundations of the brand so that they feel a connection to it, that they feel that you know this isn't a brand that somebody has built for them this is a brand that they have built themselves and that's when the connection really happens so fast forward then to you know the the as you began to to work with these because you're working with with household name brands now Pernod Ricard Bombay Sapphire talk to me about how you work with those brands now in the realm of strategy because a lot of them will be coming to you with uh, big agencies in the background, big strategists in the background. How do you apply what you know to what you do for them? So more often for us, because we sit in the we sit in the world of um, experience design, mm-hmm. so we bridge the gap between uh, at the moment so brand strategy. So often that will come from, it could be an in-house team for one of the big brands, um, or it's a consultancy that they'll work with. 
Mm-hmm. So we pierced the gap between that strategist mm-hmm. and say the architectural side of things. And <clears throat> um, so I think where that's really developed to now is, um, I suppose, a, a more granular understanding at as early a stage as we get involved, often we won't come into the um, frame until much later um, in a project. So the earlier we get involved, the better. Mm. Um, we can help then advise. Often it's the architectural team, we can support them for how um, the materiality might come to life that mm-hmm. then supports a brand. And one of the things that I find is if if, and it's very easy actually, for these three things, these three types of consultants to be disconnected. Um, and if there's a disconnect, I think the visitor at the end of the day, they don't know why, but I think they, they feel that there isn't that kind of harmonious ease of, of flow of the brand message, the storytelling. Mm-hmm. Um, so if, for example, um, from an architectural perspective, sometimes a building will come to life and it'll have, say, certain cladding. We'll try and support that journey where we can help the team understand it might be a really nice, affordable cladding material, but sometimes it can actually visually damage a brand. Mm-hmm. It doesn't actually, it doesn't add visual value to the brand. And so mm-hmm. sometimes we're best actually seeing if we can support or help the team dial down the visual impact of something that looks for all intents and purposes really great, but it might just not be on brand. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. That might, that comes through on landscape, um, you know, hard finishes, even landscaping, soft finishes, mm. external cladding. Materials. Now, not every team is able to or they want to receive that information. Mm. Um, and, you know, that's but that's that's the place that we find ourselves kind of sitting most um, in these last kind of five six years. Mm. Well, it's a, it's a, you know it, it from a, a brand strategist uh, like yourself who you know who 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 preaches the importance of positioning and and you know uh being on brand you know the 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 niche that you guys have carved out for yourself is certainly unique and it's it i i love the fact that brand strategy as we can see because this is this is what i speak about a lot that brand brand has has evolved into this overarching discipline that governs everything and you're uh, a walking talking example of how you are applying that to you know such big brands on such a, a granular and and niche um exercise like like putting together these these exhibitions and making sure that they're on brand in terms of you know when you came across brand master academy and you know going through brand master secrets and, and learning those foundational frameworks um you know how have have they helped you in terms of your own processes when you go into these meetings with such clients? Yeah, I, I mean, I remember one very um, memorable moment for me when I was 
looking at the um, at your work was I just been I just struggled with how to structure um, purpose, vision, mission. You know, it's always sounded really simple, but really when I was digging into it, I was like, is that really the right way around? And and so I think just it, it was really great just getting clarity on how you then unpack these. Um, and I was able to completely understand then how I could insert and other thing and we did it for ourselves so we started to work on a little thing for us and um, that was great fun um, and so it can be kind of just small scale to bigger scale strategy mm. but it just you just get easy so um, yeah. that would be one of the fundamental things mm. um, and I think maybe to touch on something we were speaking about earlier before we started this I think really um I was just so inspired as well by you creating uh, creating something which is about supporting a community of you know creatives. Um, so that educational piece, I found really, I just found really inspiring. Um, it's something that we we've done for a long time, or have done for a long time in our residential work. Where really, at the end of the day, the goal has always been: how can we help a client create a home? for themselves, by themselves. And all we do is facilitate that. Mm-hmm. And so that, it was just a, it was a much bigger leap for me to start to think about well, how can I apply that thinking into brand strategy for commercial clients? And I think you really helped me kind of be able to see how that journey could happen. Mm. Um, oh, that's great. So, it's, yeah. it's, 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 it's great to, to, because I mean, at the end of the day, putting these frameworks out there um, was was filling a gap that that I saw um, existed because there was nothing. When I came across that point in my career, there was there was little to nothing out there in terms of uh, bridging that gap and helping me to understand. Okay, well, what is it that I'm really trying to do here? What are the foundational pillars of that? And how do we get to a point where we're building those pillars from the perspective of both the client, from the perspective of the audience, the competitors, so that we're building a brand in a place that has the best opportunity to, to grow and to, to, to scale and to really appeal to the, the, the targeted audience. So, um, so yeah, so hearing that you know that has given you the tools to be able to to serve your clients better i mean that's that's the whole point of uh of of creating these programs to 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 pass on that knowledge and, and to pass on those frameworks so thank you for for that it's um you know it's immensely fulfilling to 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 hear that sort of stuff in in terms of today and and how you're you're looking at uh moving forward with supertonic and the uh, the 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 brands that you're working with there. How do you see? How have you seen your role change with with the the work that you do for your clients? And do you feel that there is uh, a better reception from your clients when they hear these types of inquisitive questions and questions that are based on a more deeper understanding rather than uh, you know the surface level 
uh, visual questions? Do you feel that there's a connection from the client and that you actually get them um, when when you're asking these types of clients, uh, these types of questions? Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, I do. I think. Um, we've, it's de the world shifted on its axis, you know, a few years ago, and mm -hmm. things in our world definitely changed. Um, and and I think one of the key things for us has been, um, I, I just keep, I've got a client in mind actually, who if she ever hears this, which she'll just laugh. Um, but I'm just fascinated about how how we can go about doing, how can we get more from the little that we might do? Mm -hmm. So there's a, most clients at the moment are immensely challenged with budgets mm -hmm. in a way that we've never seen on this, this scale before. Mm -hmm. um, and, and so what, where I think the, the change for me in this last number of years, I think is really probably most acute is where the power of how a brand can show up, it all happens as we, in someone's mind. Mm -hmm. And so I think leaning on that even more heavily now than I've ever done before in order to create small moves in a built environment, but it's how we then tell the story and it doesn't cost anything. Mm. Like it, it's free. It's just about creatively how we bring that to life. Yeah. And there and therein lies absolute magic. Now yeah. of course we need some money to, to get something to show up, of course. But um I'm fascinated at that juncture. Mm. And I and also I think with you know, I've got a as a particular um client team we're working with just now, we've got new distillery that's coming out of the ground um, and so for the first time um, we've tried to do this actually um, for many many years but for the first time it, it was just the right fit and so we've been able to work um, in partnership with an artist and so it's an even more interesting way then of having someone else come into our group who is able to um, interpret someone's world in a way that I've never, I couldn't do it. Mm. So we're just, again, we're just here to facilitate and bringing the right people into the mix, whether that's a poet, artist, singer, mm. songwriter, but how that kind of shows up and it mm. all plays into this bigger picture of the brand, the story, mm. you know, the yeah. brandscape, if you like. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And look, you're, you're, perspective on your role there is super important because um you know as you do um work with 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 clients and and you bring them into the fold um of collaboration um you know where where you're building the brand with them not for them you do step into the role as a facilitator uh, a lot of people believe that as a strategist, you need to be on the front lines, shouting out advice and telling brands what they need to do. But for the most part, you know, seasoned strategists, you know, will tell you like yourself that, uh, you know, it's 
a lot of the times it's about getting out of the way. It's about facilitating the right environment, bringing in the right people and throwing your client into the mix of all of that to let the magic happen. And I, I also love what you said about, um, you know, that, that whatever you create is free. And this juncture of creating perceptions from nothing is the heart of brand and brand strategy and the, you know, of course, we have clients that are uh, restricted by budgets, um, but with a spark of creativity and the right systems and processes to bring that to life, you know, you can give brands with even a, a, a small budget a, a, a real competitive edge in the market to be able to go toe to toe with with bigger brands out there with bigger budgets. So, you know, I love your passion about um, about the magic within strategy and the magic within brand and you know helping your clients and, and facilitating it to to get the most out of that so it's it's uh it's great to hear that you're you, you've taken everything um and you're kind of you're making it work in your world because for the most part where we come across uh, or or the people that i speak to mostly are in and around the design space or the marketing space um and and this is uh, just another aspect of brand that a lot of us uh, don't think of that is also impacted by strategy. And if you know what the strategy is, and if you have the frameworks and the system to to define what that strategy is, then that leads off into every different direction. And if you're at the center point of that as a strategist, then you can bring these other experts in from other fields as a facilitator to allow the the magic happen so it's uh you know it's a it's a great way of looking at it we we do have a lot of um different um different professionals in this space paula who who are dealing with brand the likes of um you know designers and copywriters and marketers who are stepping into the role of strategy and who are looking at other areas and other uh, areas of specialization that can help them to bring a brand to life if they wanted to uh, to look at experiential design and you know they they wanted some help to 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 grow that aspect of their brand tell us a bit more about supertonic and the 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 services that you guys offer to be able to help uh, other strategists with bigger projects to to bring those those projects to life yeah we so we um we've got a little framework which a simple little framework which um allows us to i suppose assess in the first instance um whether we're the right fit for another team so um i think one of through the this journey of maybe the last number of years one of the biggest insights that like Sorry, it's a bit mad that I'm even saying this out loud, but uh, it, I can't believe it really took me as long as it did to understand that um, values matter. And so working in groups where you've got a shared set of values is, is everything. Mm-hmm. So uh, that just never had really occurred to me before because when it works, it works and it just is great. Mm. Um, and so... I had a couple of experiences where I was like, I just, it just wasn't okay. And um, 
it took me ages, it took me a good year to kind of really get to the bottom of what happened. Um, and I was like, wow, well, isn't that just the most brilliant bit of learning? <laughs> so, yeah, so we're not for everyone. And um, so I'll take, I do take quite a bit of time to make sure that we are the right team for a group. Um because we're going to spend a long time together, you know. Mm. Our projects are three, five years, so it's got to feel good. Um, mm. and so that would be the major kind of first step for us, um, and that lets us just really kind of unpack a whole bunch of stuff about what matters for a client or another consultant that's kind of working in the frame, um, or someone mm. else that we want to introduce into the group. Um, uh, so yeah, that's. Uh, so so where where can people get a get a hold of you or to to see the kind of work that you're doing if they're working with a, a brand, and that brand wants to um you know to 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 bring uh, bring an experience to life in the physical world, uh, what's the best place that people can see the work that that you do, and you know how you might be able to help them. Yeah, I, I guess our website, although uh, I really could do with could having a little bit of an upgrade. So mental note to do that soon. Um, so no, not, not, a, not at all. The, 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 your, your, uh, your website, as far as I can remember, is, uh, showcases your work beautifully. Yeah, it's just, it's not, re it's not as recent as it should be. Um, uh, so our website is a great place uh, to go. And that's got our contact details and our Instagram link. Um, although I'm a bit sketchy about updating Instagram. Um, but it, the, the back copy of Instagram has got, I think, a good selection of, of things that maybe let people see us a little bit more. So um, what's what's the website? Supertonic dot? Yeah, supertonic.me. M-E. M-E. Okay, beautiful. So anybody who wants to check out what Supertonic are doing, uh really there's some some great work on there so uh so go and check that out um you'll be able to get paula's contact details on there as well um and if you do have any inquiries just reach out to to paula and uh tell her that you heard her amazing interview on the Brandmaster podcast and that you want to connect and uh i'm sure she would be happy to do that paula it's been an absolute pleasure to have a chat with you to get your perspective on brand and brand strategy especially from this unique world of experiential design um and i'm sure I'm, I'm sure a lot of the listeners uh will have taken a lot away from the fact that you know even in this niche world um and there are so many aspects of bringing a brand to life um that everything comes back to the strategy and if you are um you know uh, an expert in this field you know you are at, at the center point of bringing brands to life and if you're able to understand that and then in some cases get out of the way and facilitate you know other areas of expertise coming in to bring that brand to life um you know you can be the conductor and the architect of all of that and as i said all roads lead back to strategy and when you have the frameworks to be able to answer the big questions then you have the tools to be able to bring those brands to life. Again, Paula, thank you so much for your time. It's been great chatting to you, and I'm sure I'll see you uh, in the socials. Yeah, it's lovely to see you. Thank you very much for today. 
We really hope you enjoyed today's episode. Thanks so much for listening. If you want to learn more brand strategy techniques to level up your skills, make sure you check out brandmasteracademy.com. There's plenty of free resources and premium content for you to download and get you going. If you'd like to join our Facebook group full of like-minded brand strategists, all learning from each other, then find us by searching for the Brand Strategy Community, where you can find exclusive content for members as well. If you enjoyed this content, please be sure to give us an honest review on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you listened. And make sure you tune in for the next episode of the Brand Master Podcast. <laughs>